0: Hi, I'm Lori, and I want to welcome you to the Awakening Moments podcast. And I'm Rhonda. Lori and I are pastors here in Ottawa, Canada, and we're both wives, moms, and most importantly, daughters and servants of God. And it's our hope and
1: prayer that you would have awakening moments with us as we wrestle through the hard
0: things in life. Lori and I love that we can share our lives with you, so grab your tea or coffee, and let's awaken our hearts together. Hello, Laura. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Back
1: to podcasting. Yeah, And we get to talk about our new favorite topic again. Oh, I'm loving this. I know. Isn't it so? It's just
0: illuminating and enlightening and... Oh, it is. It's like we're having an awakening moments every time we're going through this because it's awakening in us something just so new and fresh. And understanding our gifting does awaken a greater hunger to be used by God. So I, I honestly feel like this is pivotal. Yeah. In my Christian walk has been pivotal in understanding and diving deeper. And I feel like for people going through this series, we're trusting that the same thing is happening.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah? It's so true. It's so true. I couldn't Mm -hmm. agree more. Um, you know, and one of the things I keep sensing over and over again, because even as these sort of revelations or awakening moments are happening, it's like, I can see that it's not, that God wasn't using those gifts that we weren't aware of or weren't aware of exactly how he was using them. He was still using them and they were in operation. But as the awareness comes, I think it just creates the ability to be more intentional with them. Do you know what I mean? So even as every time a kind of a new layer of understanding comes, I realize, oh, wait a sec, like I have always been doing that. God has always been using that. I just didn't see it that way or I didn't see it specifically. So I say that just as an encouragement because you know, I mean, we've been in faith (laughs) for many, many many years years, Mm -hmm. and these kind of understandings and revelations are coming now. So it can be a lifelong journey of discovery, but you don't have to worry. Like you don't have to worry or stress about finding, making sense of it all right away. Like God is going to be faithful. He's going to use you the way he's created you. Um, so don't worry about it. Don't stress yeah. it. He's already probably using you in ways that you don't
0: even realize. So it's true because it's regardless or not, God is using you. It's just when you understand it, there's an intentionality and there's a great joy in the partnership yeah. of it to be like, oh, this is actually how I'm yeah. creating. I think deep down in all in each of us, there is a longing to know how we are significant. Yeah. And I think this is part of God. We're significant in him. That's first and foremost but understanding our parts in the body of Christ really help anchor us into that security that we are made uniquely for a significant purpose. And I have to say as a side note, going through all the spiritual gifts, it has also illuminated to me some of the spiritual disciplines because if it's not a spiritual gift, it's a spiritual discipline that perhaps I haven't been practicing. So I feel like God's put his finger on a few areas. It'll never be my spiritual gift with ease but it definitely is some spiritual disciplines that God is kind of illuminating to kind of grow me and stretch me that this actual series has brought to light. So that's been incredibly helpful too. And, uh, just, yeah, really good. I love that. That's, Mm -hmm. that is, that's very, very
1: powerful Mm -hmm. because it's true as we go through them. Like I can see we're all called to operate in all the gifts, but not necessarily from the position of Holy Spirit empowerment. We're probably given one mm-hmm, or maybe mm-hmm. two or three, a small giftedness set, but out of spiritual discipline. We're called to exercise mm-hmm. and use those gifts for the betterment of the body of Christ and for the building up of the body of Christ. Mm-hmm, so that mm-hmm. is, yeah, that that's really, really good. All right. So just a little recap, a spiritual gift is a God-given unique capacity imparted to each believer for the purpose of releasing a Holy Spirit empowered ministry from that believer. And so everyone has one. And I want to stress that everyone has one. And I think part of this journey of understanding the gift that God has given you actually is letting go of the ones you wish you had. (laughs)
0: Oh, so true.
1: (laughs) You know what I mean? Or the ones that somehow in your mind are more important or more valuable or more fun or more exciting or whatever it Mm -hmm. is that kind of gives you this idea of like value that you value one over the other, you know, and as we're going through um, the series, you know, for some people, you know, even that I know, like it seems like some of their giftings are quite obvious, like quite evident, like I can see, wow, Mm -hmm. like you just you just operate in this with ease. And sometimes with that ease comes like you don't even realize how special you are yes. because you have such an ease within it because it's so sort of Holy Spirit driven and Holy mm-hmm. Spirit empowered that you're like, Oh, I, I, probably isn't special mm-hmm. because I don't have to work at this. No, that's that's the exact opposite. That's probably because that's the one the Holy Spirit has empowered in you. And so sometimes, honestly, it's just hard to recognize that. So I yeah. just want to remind you of that. And I know we've been saying some of these things, um, podcast after podcast, but these have been some of the, the points that really have just brought to light for us, for you and I, what our gifts are. And so again, we've been talking about the love gifts, the love gifts demonstrate God's work in people, the word gifts, they communicate God's nature and purposes and how we relate to him. And today, <gasps> the drum roll, we are going to talk about the power gifts. So these are the exciting ones, meaning that if they're exciting, cause you have one of these. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, exciting in the sense yeah. that, like, these are the gifts that have sort of been elevated, yeah, right? Like, these are sort of the gifts that have been a bit elevated in the church. I mean, both the word gifts and the power gifts are sort of elevated in Christian culture. And I think in this series, like we actually want to dismantle that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because there's no gift that's more valuable than the other. Sure, there are some that are a little bit more unseen, but there's no gift that's more valuable. And if all the gifts are not working in operation together, then we're missing something. Yes. We're lacking something. Yes. So we need all the gifts in operation together. So the power gifts we're going to talk about today are the gifts of faith, the spiritual gift of faith, spiritual gift of discernment or the discerning of spirits. And the spiritual gift of miracles, which also can be called a power. So, working working of powers. So, those are definitely interesting. I feel a little intimidated. Oh yeah, talking a bit about these, but um, but I'll start with the spiritual gift of faith. So, the spiritual gift of faith refers to the unusual capacity of a person to recognize in a given situation that God intends to do something and to trust God for it until he brings it to pass. Now, even when I read that definition, it doesn't really sound like something that special. Like or mm-hmm. unique or cuz aren't we all just supposed to do that? Like the unusual capacity of a person to recognize that that God intends to do something in a given situation. Well, like doesn't that sort of just feel like how we're all supposed to be and just to ultimately trust that he's going to bring it to pass. And so the the central thrust of this gift is to have a trusting response towards a challenge from God. And so that's kind of the heart of what the spiritual gift of faith is. And so what's interesting about this is, yes, as believers, we're all called to have faith. In fact, we can't even walk in the gift of salvation without an extension mm-hmm. of faith. So mm-hmm. faith is very much a part of just the Christian walk. But this faith, the gift, the spiritual gift of faith is slightly different than just the faith that we exercise in believing in God. And so that is one aspect of faith that we're all called to have. And we're all called to develop the faith that we have. Faith is also a fruit of the Spirit. So we're all called to walk in that fruit of the Spirit. But again, the spiritual gift of faith is slightly different. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you'll start to see as we unpack it, how it expresses itself in the body of Christ. And so, um, so yeah, so that's the gift of faith. Again, we're all called to have it. Um, We're all called to walk in faith. We're all called to believe in God, but the gift of faith is slightly different. So the purpose of this gift, is for God and for his glory, which really is the purpose of all the spiritual gifts. And sometimes I think because faith is such a common word, Mm -hmm. it actually can be confused with all the other ways that we exercise faith. Or even I started to think about even like a word of faith theology. Oh, right. 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 So like a gift of faith is not like having a word of faith theology, which is a sort of, you know, theology that many, I'd say more in the United States is a more common uh, sort of mindset around an expression of faith. It's not the same. It's not like a name it and claim it Mm -hmm. sort of Mm -hmm. a positive confession. I mean, you hear a lot today about this idea of manifesting, Mm -hmm. you know, manifesting these things that you want. It's not like that. A gift of faith isn't like that at all. It's not visualizing the future you desire. It does not deny the reality right in front of you. And I think one of the things that's really important is that a gift of faith really doesn't have anything to do with your own personal agenda. Mm. There's nothing that's tied to a gift of faith that has to do with your own promotion, your own um, benefit, your own. It really is for the benefit of the body of Christ and for the glory of God. Mm. There's no personal agenda intermixed into. Now, we're called to have faith, to believe God for things, for our lives personally, but that's not the same as the gift, the spiritual gift of faith. So mm-hmm. I'm just trying to make that um, that distinguish distinguish that a little bit. So the gift of faith is a little bit like, if you remember from the Bible, the story of Joshua and Caleb, when mm-hmm. um, you know t- 12 spies were sent out to go spy out the promised land. And they all came back and 10 of them were like, there's no way. There's absolutely no way. Like there are giants there. We're not going to make it. We can't overtake this people. It's not possible. But Joshua and Caleb had eyes of faith to see something that none of the other 10 people saw. And they said, if God has promised us this land, then it's going to be ours. And they focused on all the things that this Mm -hmm. land had to offer. Milk, honey, the grapes are the size of a man's hand. They could see beyond the obstacles to believe for the promise that God had set out for them. So that is a spiritual gift of faith, the ability to see something beyond obstacles that um, God wants to do and believe, like be absolutely convinced that God is going to do it. And so here are some symptoms of the gift of faith. It's an unusual desire to accept God's promises at face value and to apply them to given situations until God fulfills them. It's receiving what you believe to be a vision of some future work of God and trusting God until it comes to pass. The reoccurring experience, so this is interesting. So this happens again and again in the midst of situations to sense that God is going to do something unusual, even though most people around you don't have the same kind of assurance. It's an unusual desire to know God in his fullness and to go to him and him alone for the solution of your problems or the solution of problems that are around you. It's the thrill of knowing time and time again that God is real because he and he alone has specifically and in a detailed way intervened on your behalf. It's an attitude that says not only God can do something, but he will do something in a situation. In fact, in many cases, to know that God has already done it. And you have a deep knowing when a vision is from God and it will come to pass and when others won't, mm. when others won't. And so so those are some of the symptoms of the gift of faith. And I remember hearing about this gift, um, I guess, probably like a year ago, maybe a year ago now, or maybe a little less than a year ago now. And I, as I heard it described, something actually leapt in my mm. spirit. As I heard it described, sort of like I'm describing it now, something sort of awakened and leapt in my spirit. And I was like, I think I have that gift. Now, this has never come out on a spiritual gift test, or if it had, I hadn't paid attention or noticed. I think maybe I didn't even recognize what the spiritual gift of faith was. I didn't really see it as a unique gift. And I think probably I did the very thing I've been saying a hundred times over this series is... I thought everybody thought like that.
0: Mm -hmm. I just Mm
1: -hmm. thought that was a normal way that people lived out and walked out their faith in Christ. So again, this exact thing happened to me as this teaching came and this revelation came, this understanding came, something in my spirit kind of went off. And I was like, I think I have this gift. I think this is my, I think this is the gift. If I've been given one gift, I think this is the gift I have.
0: Oh, you definitely have this gift.
1: But how funny is it that you go your whole life without really knowing, realizing that, or or recognizing, or seeing that?
0: But I think even as you talked about faith, I think even how it's been just defined as a spiritual gift I think we've kind of blanketed all together like we have the gift of faith because we're saved and we're growing and faith is used so much that word is used so often to describe our faith our faith in Jesus like our desire for God and our belief system but the spiritual gift is so different It really is different. When I think about your life, like when we were talking about it afterwards, I was like, of course, of course, same thing. Like we've never really heard it defined that way. Like as we've been diving in, the definition itself, you're like, oh, this is Mm -hmm. different. This is a bit different. This is not just my belief, my faith and my journey in faith. This is actually a very different thrust in how I walk out my faith, this spiritual gift, Lori, this is so you. And I think back to just even just in ministry, what I've seen, Never mind in your whole life, but in ministry, you definitely operate this way. Definitely. And it is not like when we were, when I'm talking, I don't think this way. It's a discipline for me to have the eyes to see. But for you, this is, you just see it this way. You walk this way. There is such an assurance and you you take bold steps because you're like, oh no, like I'm not worried. God's got this. This is totally going to happen totally yeah yeah it's amazing
1: so yeah so so again right something that uh, had there was such ease in such ease in just thinking feeling believing taking steps there, I didn't even realize, I really, really didn't even realize like what God wanted to do through Mm. this. And then I started to see the connection between maybe even some of the other spiritual gifts I thought I might have, but Mm -hmm. actually it's faith. (laughs) So there's sort of an outflow of, yeah, it looks like other gifts. Like I thought it was the gift of exhortation, which it does come out because what's so cool again, and as you study them is faith is an edifying gift, but so is exhortation. It's an edifying gift. So it's easy to sort of mix up. I thought I had exhortation or an encouragement, and I think I do. I think that there's an outflow of encouragement that comes through my gift of faith, but it's faith. It's believing for something incredible, something impossible that only God can do. And I can speak that into any situation. I can speak that into anybody's life. And so so anyways it is it's so exciting to know this and to be able to walk this out. And so for myself this is kind of what it looks like in my life. I truly do have a deep and assured knowing of what God wants to do and assurance of what will not work. Now, again, in as in every spiritual gift, it's not like this happens 100% of the time and all the time. It only happens as the Holy Spirit allows. So it's not like I can look at any situation Mm -hmm. and just know if it's gonna work or not. But often, often, and as the Holy Spirit allows, I can look at something, even even someone else's plan or someone else's idea or someone else's thought. And I sort of have a knowing deep in my spirit if it's gonna work or if it's not gonna work. I sort it's not automatically that I think it's gonna work. I, I kind of know if it's the right there's a there's so that again could be a sense of discernment, but it's through faith. It's actually through a gift of faith that I can discern whether something is from God or if it's going to work or not. Um, I have an unwavering trust that God is always working for us with a provision available for every challenge. And even though there could be many obstacles, a thousand obstacles, I can actually see through obstacles to see God's plan, and I can also inspire other people to believe for that too. So, when the as the Holy Spirit allows, and again, it's not a hundred percent of the time and about everything. So, I'm not saying I, you know, that this is all the time, but as the Holy Spirit allows, I can see. And in the season that we've been in, this this gift of faith has the Holy Spirit has allowed it to be activated because all there are is obstacles, Mm. all there are is restrictions. Everywhere we look and everywhere we turn, but yet there is this deep, deep, deep abiding knowing and assurance that God is doing something that is so far beyond what we can see. And I just know it in my spirit. I, I know it, but that doesn't mean that it's not a struggle or a wrestle. There, mm. There's a wrestle to grab hold of what God has given us, of what God has given me, of what he's given me the ability to see so People with the gift of faith often take big risks. Often they they can just jump into situations. And and I, I find myself doing this often. I I'll, I'll just take a risk and do something I've never done before, that I have no skill set to do, that I don't really feel qualified to do. But I'll I'll just jump in if I sense that God is the one leading that and directing that. And that's a sort of a gift of faith. But there are some cautions too with people with the gift of faith. And and I've I've had to work out some of these things in my my life too. Um, Because people with a gift of faith can actually overwhelm people around them because they can just be so tunnel visioned and they actually don't care about process either. So they don't look around and worry about how we're going to get there. Whereas like, again, that's where gifts of administration and other gifts have to come alongside. And work out how we're going to get there I'm like at the front and I'm just ready to take the hill and I don't really care what's in front and I'm not even going to prepare for it like I'm just going to run and I'm like guys come let's go and the other part of that is that and I mean I, I shamefully so I've been I've been called this before but we can be a bit of bulldozers too if you're not on board like it's like well too bad for you. I'm going anyways. So (laughs) I have actually been called a bulldozer. (laughs) You have? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, wow. And they're like, no, I mean it as a compliment. I'm like... I don't know how we feel about <laughs> it's that. It's not really a compliment, but it's okay. But yeah, so that's so. The, so these are some of the cautions. Like with a gift of faith, you can kind of just be so fixed on the future and so fixed on what's ahead that you know when there's people that have um, concerns, when there's people that are afraid, when there's people that are hurting and broken, like you don't stop long enough to make sure that everybody gets there. We want everybody to go to the promised land. So sometimes the person with the gift of faith actually just has to slow down a little bit and make sure that everybody gets to come because God has something for everybody. God has the promise for everybody. And so again, sometimes we can just run full steam ahead without caring, you know, Mm. what the fallout is. And so those are some of the cautions. Um, all right. So one of the really cool things that, um, you had, su- you had seen, cause in a couple of podcasts ago, we talked about apostleship and some of the qualities of apostleship. I was like, weird. Those are, yeah. Like, again, it comes into like taking risks, starting new things, like all of those kind of things were in apostleship. But then one of the things that we read in the, in the book that we're, we're using, Unlocking Your Giftedness by Robert J. Clinton, um, we saw that actually faith, leadership and apostleship can be like a giftedness set that Mm -hmm. that's quite common. And often um, it also described that faith and leadership often go hand in hand because Mm -hmm. there's a like inspirational need for a leader to cast a vision, to be able to bring people somewhere. And so often these gifts will intersect. And so
0: I thought that was kind of affirming and confirming and really, really cool around the gift of faith. I love that. You know, even as you're talking about the gift of faith, if I'm going to talk about you a bit more. I remember the first time you talked about a heart conference. Okay. I remember you being like, what if we did a conference? And I've never done a conference before <laughs> like this. And what if we yeah. just did this? And what if we just believed for? And I think you put this crazy number to us, what we thought was crazy. Yeah. And it totally happened. Yeah. And the next year, you're like, we're just going to double that. And it, like it, you, that's the kind of that's how you live. Yeah, and all of us are like, oh my goodness, yeah we're taking the hill with Laura. Like we're going. Yeah, yeah. But you just saw it, and it ended up being the most beautiful, yeah. flourishing conference. I personally, I'm not just saying this; that yeah. I've been a part of. Plus, it's our like it came from our heart. It yeah. literally has come from our heart. Yeah. Like of Life Center, oh, and yeah. so just to be a part of that's been an honor. But Laura, I remember when you said that, and it was out of the blue you saw it you're like i see it i i feel you literally saw it and you saw that this is actually what was going to happen and what god was going to use and it was kind of out of the blue for all of us and it ended up being such an incredible significant conference that it is just compounding it's compounding
1: yeah and i mean the beauty the beauty is again when like you're led and directed by the holy spirit like he does give you what you don't have and i remember you know our speaker who was a like renowned speaker. That's all she does. She goes to conferences and speaks her whole for 15 years. That's all she'd she done. And she like looked at me and said, is this actually your first conference? And, and I was like, yeah, like this is the first time we've ever done this. She's like "This in 15 years, this is one of the best conferences I've ever, ever had the privilege to speak at. And I was like, what <laughs> like yes. we didn't even know what we were doing like we didn't even know like if it would work like what would work what was she's like this is the most like you know beautifully put together well organized like graphically designed like all, every detail like such attention to detail she just went on and on and I was like It's, it's God because we like, you know, we had never done it before, but I remember that the heart of that vision started much, much, much smaller than that. And I remember sitting with this small group of ladies, maybe like eight ladies, and we were planning a women's event and just an evening women's event. And I remember sitting with this group of ladies and I was like, okay guys, it was at one of our smaller campuses. And I was like, okay, how many women do you think will come? Like how many, how many like, should we believe God for? And they were like, um, like maybe like 25 or 30. And at the time it was, it was a very small campus. It was one of our new campuses. And I was like, okay, I was like 25 or 30. Let's believe God for a hundred. Let's believe, like, let's just, let's just pray and believe God for a hundred women. And they were like, a oh, hundred? Oh, okay, okay, we're gonna pray for that. Like, but it was like this gargantuan number, three, four times the amount that they thought would actually come out to this event. And there was a hundred and sixty-five women, more people than had ever come to anything that. And why? I don't know. Like there's no reason why, but there was, right? And so that gift of faith, it's not about the number, but it is about believing God for something that's beyond what you are capable of
0: yeah like pushing the limitations you don't have the same view of the limitation of what that could be but I think of like so many times like we'll be in a staff meeting and you're like okay how many salvations are we believing for this year <laughs> and we'll not lowball it but no, no we'll just put like a reasonable number so yeah. we feel like realistic realistic yeah that we feel like we could celebrate oh no you usually double or triple that number and that's actually how you operate and it's just, you just believe God's going to do it. And it's never the sense of like a worry or like, oh, you're like, no, I, I believe God's going to do that. And it has pretty much happened. <laughs> Water baptism, salvations, right, we've just seen right. this. And it's like God has given that to you. And like you said, you just thought that was normal. Like some of you just say these things thinking, this is fun. Let's believe God for something bigger. But not all the body of Christ thinks like that. Like right. it's, we, it's a discipline to be like, okay, let me have the eyes to see or right. believe God to lift that veil from me. So I just, it's beautiful as a body because we get to kind of sharpen each other and we get to be challenged by each other. But I love that you say that. Like when I think about you and the gift of faith, the word that keeps coming, you actually said the phrase, it's like they take the hill. It's like they literally, (laughs) you have a Jeep, you love to (laughs) off-road and you love to take the hill. And that's exactly, exactly it. Because even when it talks about faith, it's like the trusting response to respond to a challenge from God. Right. It's taking the hill. <laughs> You're like, yeah. it's a challenge from God, right. I'm taking it. I'm off-roading. If that's where God's leading me and it's completely off-roading, this is fun and I'm taking the challenge. And that really is a gift of faith and that's yeah. how you've described it, but it actually describes you too. And how God has even made you and yeah. wired you. Yeah. No, it's so true. Like, and
1: I think too, it's important just to say, like, even though this sounds so exciting and it sounds so courageous and all of that, that's, that doesn't mean that people with a gift of faith don't get afraid.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, it's not it's not that it's yeah. like, it's not like it's just all confidence. The confidence is definitely 100% in what God can do, but not in one's self. Mm-hmm. So no. when you're running in the front of the hill, yeah. like, you're really not sure. <laughs> you're like, please God, <laughs> how it's going to work out. But you're, yeah. you're absolutely yeah. assured in who God is and what God can do and what God will do. But there can be fear along the way. So even yeah. I think, I think it's just important to say, cause if you have this gift, but maybe sometimes you feel afraid, like just as long as you know that that fear doesn't actually stop you from doing what God has called you to do and given you eyes to see, yeah. then you might have
0: the gift of faith. I think that is so good to clarify that too, because it is true. Like despite the emotion, there's this unwavering anchor to be like, but God, but God, like I just feel this. Like I, like you said, even in the season, there's this deep feeling you can't escape it. It's anchoring you to be like, okay, the ship is all over the map, but I know we're anchored. Like we are, the compass is leading us right. Like we're going the right way. Yeah. Hold fast, but doesn't mean the storms are everywhere. And you could be like, <gasps> <gasps> yeah, you know the compass oh, is yeah. going to bring. And the longer the and more, the enemy comes, oh my gosh, and it can be scary, totally. Like yeah. right along the way, absolutely. And the more you step out in faith, I think this is like any spiritual gift. Yeah, the more you step out in your gifting and you see the fruitfulness of what the Spirit of God does there also comes with it a greater confidence in God because it's like anything. The more we do and we see, we're like, oh, well, God's done that. So God did this, God did that. And that's why all through scriptures, often I see the word remember. Remember, because in all of our spiritual gifts, we can take a step back and be, remember first, it's the spirit of God doing this, but look back and remember what he's done. So if he's asking you to do this today, remember how he asked you to do this and he came through it's the same God. So remember and uh, who it is and what he's done. And so I love that. But it's, it's true. The enemy still comes in to rob and to lie. But we remember. We remember. So good. Yeah, so good. good. Love that. All right. Taking the hill. Okay.
1: Discernment. Wow. This is a discerning of spirits.
0: Yeah. This one we feel a little bit like, Whoa. This is a little, this is a little, not heavy, but this is a bigger one. This is supernatural. Like this is something where you are, I'm going to do the um, definition here. Like all the gifts are
1: supernatural. I think it's important to remember that. No, 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 they are. Like all the gifts are supernatural, but the discerning of spirits is like entering straight into the The spiritual realm. realm. So I think it has just a very different but many, many of you have this gift. We know that. And you've had supernatural encounters and you see things and you have deep senses. And so we'll, we'll unpack this and, you know, then just let the Holy (laughs) Spirit
0: do what he needs to do. But (laughs) exactly. So the definition of the discerning of spirit gifts refers to the ability given by God to perceive issues in terms of spirit's Spiritual truth, like going into the spiritual realm. So knowing good and evil, literally, like demonic and supernatural, angelic, like understanding what God is doing and the demonic. So issues in terms of spiritual truth and to know the fundamental source of the issues and to give judgment concerning those issues. And this includes a recognition of the spiritual forces operating in the issue. So the central thrust of this gift is a sensitivity to truth, to what is true. And like once we said, it's source, is it evil or good supernaturally like demonic or the the work of God? So it really is that supernatural realm you have, it's almost like you have an unveiled spirit, like your spirits unveiled to see in the realm what is happening. And so it's very profound when this gift is activated and uh, desperately needed. But it is like you said, Lori, everything is supernatural, but this one is actually in, you're seeing into the supernatural realm that are most people were veiled to, like we don't see, but that you actually can see things, you can sense things dark good and you actually could even like your supernatural experiences have probably been pretty intense like pretty
1: intense especially the ones with darkness yeah if you've you've seen or had dreams
0: or had senses or walked into a place yeah yeah they can be very very intense so it could be a primary gift it could also be flowing through a gift we're not but if this is you, I'm just going to say this is how you know you have it. Do you want me to dive into that? Sure. Okay. So this is how you know you have the discerning of spirits. And then we can unpack it a bit more <laughs> if we can. Yeah. <laughs> the tenacity to always be figuring out what is wrong with the situation and how it can be improved. You have the ability to categorize and think in logical ways. You have a good grasp of scriptural truth in general. So I think that that's is important. Fairly, totally. Right? Yeah. It's not just all like feeling, feeling. It's really grounded in the word of God, grounded, deeply grounded. Yeah. And so I would
1: say if you have this gift, if you think you have this gift and you're not grounded in spiritual truth, then this gift isn't going to be as effective in your life until you get grounded in spiritual truth. That's so right. that's right. Get yourself grounded oh, yeah. in spiritual truth by re- being in the word of God every single day.
0: Because then you'll probably be able to filter because this is about truth. Yeah. It's not just about what you experience in the spiritual realm it's about aligning to truth. It's discerning truth. So you can't discern the truth is a first thing. So I love that. A deep underlying sense of conviction, which will not allow you to rest when you know people are being given half truth, misapplied truth, or false teaching and are asked to act upon it. So... Mm. An unusual sensitivity or intuitive grasp of people and situations you often and usually quickly notice when public speakers give wrong interpretations or misapply the scriptures. On some occasions, you will give a, get a glimpse of behind the scenes in the supernatural realm in a situation, either by a mental picture or in reality. So this is what we're talking about, like visions or pictures or experiences in the supernatural realm that will sometimes happen. You see physical symptoms that lead you to know something is wrong. Like we were saying, like literally like aura or about people, you'll have a sense when you're around someone that you will have a supernatural sense of what this root is going on with somebody. You may not, it may be a stranger. It could be someone, you know, but it could be definitely a stranger colors around them, etc. It sounds kind of like, woohoo but it really is like that. And that's why we're saying you have to be grounded in the word of God because it can go off like, like any gift, but you, it can go off extremely damaging if you don't have truth because you are literally discerning. There's a discerning of spirits. Yeah. So, Yeah.
1: That's, that's so good. That's so good. And I think it's important just like all the other gifts, but we're actually all as believers called to be discerning. Mm-hmm. Like we're, it's not just It is a spiritual gift enabled by the Holy Spirit for a a divine purpose, but we're all called as believers to be discerning. And so for many of you, you may feel like you have a sense of discernment, Mm. but that still may not be the empowerment of the supernatural gift of the discerning of spirits. And it doesn't really matter if it does come out of discipline, like just out of being a believer, like that you have to practice by your knowledge of the word of God that you can actually see if this lines up with truth or not, and you're discerning, or if you have the empowered gift of the Holy Spirit. It doesn't really matter because we are all called to walk in it, but God's going to use those things in different ways. And it comes down, I think, to the measure and the ease with which that you see this. And so John Thompson actually describes um, this in three different ways. He Mm -hmm. calls it the up, the down, and the side to side ways that this gift kind of shows up. And so the up is that some people have a specific sense of when God's presence is in a in a room or in a space or or even maybe when you're at home doing your devotions, you just have a deep sense of God's just beautiful abiding presence that just comes over you. You might feel warm, you might mm-hmm. get tingles, mm-hmm. you know, in your stomach or butterflies. You might you just have a sense of God's presence and you can feel it. And that's a beautiful, that's Mm -hmm. a beautiful thing. Many people are very sensitive to that and they can sense that. Um, For some, in the side to side fashion, you can just sense when flesh or sin is in a room. So you can just sense when someone is operating Mm -hmm. out of their flesh or operating out of sin. And you can just sense when they're maybe saying something, but it's not lining up. It's Mm -hmm. just not quite like there's something else going on or just something's not sitting right with you. So some of you sense it's on the side to side way. And then others, the down way obviously is the, the devil or the demonic you can just sense when there's an evil presence. You can sense when demonic activity is, you know, happening. Now, for some people, you don't have to have a sharp sense of discernment to know that evil is happening. When we watch the news and we look around at the world, there's evil happening and you don't have to have like a super acute sense of discernment to be able to recognize where evil is. But for some of you, you can actually see it in a place where others Mm -hmm are completely unaware of it. And so if God's giving you this ability, you have to slow down and ask God, why? Like, why are you giving this? Like, it's so important to remember, it's not you that sees this. It's the Holy Spirit that's allowing you to Mm -hmm. see this. And so you have to ask the Holy Spirit, why are you allowing me to see this? And take time to pray. Mm -hmm. What does God want me to do with that? And so I know for you, Rhonda, like you often will get you know, just whether it's a word for someone or you'll discern something that's happening, or you'll have a sense that someone's wrestling through something, or maybe there's even sin or flesh and God will sometimes even give you a very specific picture or Mm -hmm, word. mm -hmm. And so what do you do with that when that
0: happens? I think exactly what you said. You have to take time with the Lord and test it and also test it through scripture. Like you have to take time with the Lord and not just Actively there's been times that right away I feel the I have to share it like an urgency with people I trust. But you also you have to sit on those things because if it's if it's about truth, you wanna make sure because if you if you go ahead of God in those areas, you could bring a lot of damage to people, a lot of damage to situations. And you've got to know with humility that it's coming from a place and that is like submit it to God and from the spirit and to kind of say okay God show me how you even want this delivered is it just and that's the thing a big part not everything you receive is meant to be shared sometimes it's meant for you to pray into sometimes it's meant to confide in a leader you get this sense and you're just like okay I'm just putting this out here I'm not sure I'm testing, you've got to also figure out like what is God asking you to do with that, but it should always be prayed into first because it's not necessarily meant to be like, oh, I got this and I'm gonna share it. Um, that could be actually the opposite of what's to happen. And then sometimes you don't wanna share something and you can sit on it, but you feel the Holy Spirit being like, you can't be sitting on this. And you know, but I think the number one thing you already shared that, Lori, is pray. Take time to pray. And as you get sharpened in this gift, as it grows, like we said, it's like you remember what God has done. There's a faithfulness to the God's track record and you're able to hear quicker and know what to do and how to act on these things in a more efficient, like a more, in just a more submitted way. But it always has to come from a place of humility and understanding this is from God, for God. This is meant to bring truth and it's meant to bring alignment. But how that's done is what's critical. And you may be wrong. You may, because it's a gift. We're not perfect. It says even we see in part, we hear in part. So we have to also let God kind of reveal that and, uh, and also understand what we're to do with what we see and what we sense and what we feel. That's really important. Wow! Yeah.
1: No, it's true. It's true. Yeah. That's really good. And I think too, the purpose of this gift is to protect the church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's actually to protect the church. And so if we get mixed up in the midst of this gift and we somehow think that um, we have to actually protect the church from people and not yes. protect the church from the work of the enemy, then sometimes we can actually put... Uh, direct our correction or whatever, or w- what we see against a person, which actually causes a lot of damage. Yes. Um, instead of directing it into prayer in the spirit to break down the evil that is you know, in operation in someone's life. So again, it's not about flesh and blood. Like it's not about fighting against flesh and blood with a person, even though a person is often being used. um, It is about protecting the larger church. So it's interesting how the enemy can exploit the very purpose for this gift to protect each other and protect the body of Christ, to actually use it to harm one another and to become unsafe for people. The other part of it too, in the waiting is sometimes you have to wait for God to speak to them. They're Mm -hmm. not ready to hear the message yet. That's right. Sometimes God will give you insight about something that's going to happen. It hasn't even happened yet. So Mm -hmm. they're not ready to receive that. And if you're not walking so closely with the Lord to really, really, really hear what you're supposed to do with that, I know that I have had people share things with me that I don't think they were supposed to share with me Mm -hmm. because nothing about the word or what they saw or what they sensed like had any relevance or resonance in my spirit. Right. And so Mm -hmm. it's not that I didn't believe that God really gave them that. I just think it was probably for them to pray and Mm -hmm. not for them Mm -hmm. to share. But sometimes we get, you
0: know, we get in the way we don't get it right every time. It's so true. Yeah, it's so true. But I love, I I just, I I feel it's so good Lord that you shared that too, but like about to protect the church. Cause you know, to be honest, even in the spiritual gift, it's not my primary spiritual gift. It definitely flows through my gift of exhortation. Absolutely. In in times it's not a dominant gift for me. Like if it's your primary, it's a dominant gift. It definitely has come in waves. Um, but you know, to be honest, I'm, I actually, like you're saying, I don't have that in my everyday life where I can look at a situation and like, I can easily be like, What? that happened with that person or the, right. Like we were saying, it's not right. like I walk around and I have, and you this, have this constant <laughs> sense, <laughs> no. but there have been spiritual moments where God has given me a glimpse into the supernatural realm for what, for whatever reason or a person I've been around and I get a feeling or I see something and I'm like, Oh, but that's not how I naturally operate. It is a spirit infused thing. So just like you were talking about faith, I don't walk around with that. Like, just always sensing that. So it's a really neat thing when you see like, oh, this is meant to protect the church and it's supernatural. It's supernatural empowered and there's usually a reason behind it, but then you've got to wait on what is that reason Mm -hmm. and let God kind of confirm that and Mm -hmm. bring revelation to that. So,
1: and I wonder if the discerning of spirits and, um, intercession Mm. has a connection in, in terms of like that you're called to pray. Like it's a part of a call to pray. That revelation, that insight, what you see is a part of a call to pray. I think to people who operating in this gift would do really well working in like a freedom ministry type of thing. That when you're in a ministry situation that, you know, the Holy Spirit's giving you revelation as you're ministering to that person. So you can, you know, speak out directly and specifically what you're sensing and what you're seeing. That's a cool way that it flows out. Um, one of the things to that Clinton unpacks that I think is really powerful is that um, there's a difference between someone who is just critical mm-hmm. and someone who has a discerning of spirits. And so you can find in the church people who are just critical people and they find everything that's wrong with everything and they call it a discerning of spirits. I'm just discerning, but actually it's not, it's critical mm-hmm. spirit. And so again, if you kind of find yourself in a space where you're, always seeing what's wrong with everything um, and you thought that was a spirit of discernment or uh, the discerning of spirit spiritual gift uh, you may have to do some work with the lord to let god really heal heal your heart and heal your eyes and heal your perspective from seeing everything from a critical um a critical nature so the person that actually has uh the discerning of spirit's gift actually has a critical positive view so they're asking the question what is God doing? Mm-hmm. What can God do in this mm-hmm. situation? What is from God? What isn't from God, as opposed to just focusing on all the negative and focusing on everything that's wrong. That's right again, right? It's a gift that's going to protect and it's a gift that sees and understands truth. So we really need the fruit of the spirit in love to be able to see that from a positive and a life-giving place. And so I think that's that matters.
0: That's powerful. Mm -hmm. You just said exactly what I was just thinking I was going to say about love. I think in all the gifts, it's always through the lens of love. So when you have a discerning of spirit it's from a place to protect, but to love the body so much, not love yourself, not love even, oh, I've got this, or I experienced this like pride can slip in all of that is from a deep place of humility and love. And, uh, but a critical, that's a really powerful thing to identify too, if you're listening and, uh, yeah, so I love that really good all right our last one one. for today is
1: miracles or another way that the scriptures describe it as the workings of power all right so this is another this is one of the ones again we don't have a lot of experience with especially in like our north american you know sort of western church culture but nevertheless it is listed and so we're going to unpack it and we're because it's listed. We're going to believe that yes. God wants to release this gift, mm-hmm. you know, in mm-hmm. the time to come. We don't see it like, I mean, we see it, but not not v- super visibly. So the working of powers or the gift of miracles refers to the releasing of God's supernatural power so that the miraculous intervention of God is perceived and God receives the recognition for that supernatural intervention. And so, the thrust of this one is releasing of God's power to give authenticity to the gospel, give authenticity mm-hmm. to who God is. And so, we saw this gift a lot in operation throughout the, Jesus's ministry, and then even throughout the Book of Acts. Again, it was to authenticate the message of the gospel for the early church and to build it. And so, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of controversy even mm-hmm. in the church today, and theological controversy about like. Is the gift of miracles or the gift of the workings of power even necessary today? Because the church at large has already been established. And so um, there's lots of theological debate around this. And there's, yeah, there's just there's just issues around whether this gift is valid today. But because we see so many New Testament references to this gift, we have to believe that this is something that God has for his church. Why we're not seeing it to the greatest measure. Um, I don't, I don't really know. I don't have all of those answers, but I do know when we look over the Bible, there were seasons, seasons of hundreds and hundreds of years sometimes where God wasn't speaking in the same way. And so who knows, we're going to keep believing Mm -hmm. for an awakening of this gift. And I believe that some of you who are listening have this gift that maybe has not yet been awakened yet or not yet been, um, what's the word like activated? Yeah. Activated. Thank you. Activated. Yes. So in Hebrews 2 verse 4, it says, well, God also bore witnesses by signs and wonders and various miracles and by gifts of the Holy Spirit distributed to his will. And so we see this all through the New Testament as a way again of authenticating the message of the gospel. One of the things I want to just make a difference of. So there's, there's the gift of miracles and then there's the gift of healing and they're actually different. They're actually different. And so some understand the gift of miracles to be something more like, um, that it alters the course of nature. It's a miracle that alters the course of nature, like it couldn't otherwise happen. Um, so like the raising of the dead, or even the setting of somebody free from the demonic, or things that are sort of alter the course of nature. And so the symptoms of this gift are, God will put you in positions in which you must see the power of God demonstrated in order to vindicate, vindicate God's character, an ability and a sensitivity to discern what God wants to do in a given situation. So there's a tie in with discernment, Mm. a willingness to risk your reputation and to trust God in unusual situations. So interesting. This is a little bit of faith connection there too. A deep trust and faith in God and an ability to see the spiritual realities of a situation and to discern the power encounter that is happening. Mm. And so Again, in setting people free, even from the demonic, we see this um, gift in operation in like a freedom ministry or in like a deliverance when you, you know, take time to be able to say, you know, what is standing in the way? What, you know, strongholds maybe do you have in your life? And we mm-hmm. break those strongholds and they're gone in Jesus' name. That's a miracle. That's an absolute miracle. And every single believer has the power and authority in Christ Jesus and in our salvation because of what Jesus has done to resist the devil, to be able to say, no, in Jesus name, I don't Mm -hmm. receive that. You can pray those things over your home. You can pray those things over your family, over yourself, over your Mm -hmm. own life. James 4, 7, resist the devil and he will flee. So we have authority, everyone. But then there are again, supernatural empowered by the Holy Spirit giftings for specific situations that the Holy Spirit enables the gifts to work in this way. And so um, using like operating in these power gifts, they're not more supernatural Mm -hmm. than the love gifts or the word gifts. They although they tap into the supernatural realm they're not more supernatural every single gift is equally as supernatural but what's interesting about the contrast between the gifts is there's no real risk or threat to operate in word gifts or love gifts And there's very little like judgment or assessment around the body of Christ when we use the word gifts or when we use the love gifts. But as soon as we step into the power gifts, Hmm. it becomes very, very risky. We're always judging the motive of the person using them. Oh, we sometimes get it wrong. There's a mm-hmm. lot of flesh that can kind of come out in the use of these gifts. And I wonder what the church would be like if we had the same grace for people who are practicing the power gifts as we do for, let's say, someone who's operating in a teaching gift. Yeah, and maybe the they don't do it perfectly. Mm-hmm. They they get it, they're, they're not going to get it right 100% right every time. And so again, as we, we it's not just about It's not just about knowing what gift you have. It's actually about becoming a body that allows each other the grace to practice these gifts, to Mm -hmm. grow and develop in these gifts. And we equally need the power gifts as much as we need all the gifts, but we also need grace to learn and to grow through them. You know, for myself, um, like very recently, like nine months ago or so last fall, like I had a profound, profound encounter and I believe it was a spiritual gift of miracles where I woke up and had for the last 10 or 15 years with a sense of dread, a sense of just stress and anxiety and even fear taking on my day and in a moment of prayer with a team and the Holy Spirit obviously decided to use a person to pray for me was instantaneously set free I didn't feel anything I, I didn't know I was until the next day when I woke up in the morning and it was completely gone and it has never come back and I have never felt a sense of dread I've never felt a sense of stress or anxiety or fear since that moment like God completely and miraculously set me free in that moment and I believe I believe with all my heart that was the gift of the working of powers or miracles at work and I was I benefited from that so
0: powerful yeah so powerful yeah because we talk about freedom ministries yeah. we talk about this yeah and it really is like even looking in acts like you have those experiences and then you have like the miraculous where you're saying raising from the dead instantaneous suddenly these so suddenly yeah. moments whether you felt it or not it yeah. happens It these suddenlies they defy nature they defy nature and often like we see in acts too when it happens in a ministry scope it breaks things open And it has a thrust into evangelism where people get saved. It brings attention to Christ like it did in Acts. It's about salvation. It's about, like we said, bringing authenticity to the power of who God is and what he can do and how he is creator and he can alter anything he needs to alter. And so that really has, even in the bigger scope in ministries, when we even look through Acts, we even look through history, you see these pockets of supernatural suddenlies that altered like you said like just altered yeah how destiny (laughs) like the
1: calming of the seas yeah
0: things that alter nature so miracles and working of
1: power is like usually i would say it's like an instantaneous something that happens instantaneously whereas like healing can be a process both emotionally spiritually physically you know physically Mm -hmm. like it can be a a process Mm -hmm. that doesn't necessarily happen instantaneously sometimes it does yeah but um sometimes it is more of a working out so when you see when something happens instantly when you are different one moment from the next you're in a wheelchair and then you're walking like you're actually standing up and running that's a miracle, the working of miracles, the working of powers, and Mm -hmm. that is empowered by the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And I think if you do have this gift, like even if you find that you're being continually put into positions where like you're praying for people to be set free, you're seeing people set free and you have this gift, or you've even seen, you know, divine, like divine altering of, of circumstances. I think it's scary one to identify. It's scary one to actually grab hold of and claim sometimes because I think the expectation of people is like oh like you know wow you have this like super crazy you know crazy gifting but just like all the giftings it's not in operation a hundred percent of the time all the Mm -hmm. time in every situation Mm -hmm. it's in operation as the holy spirit Mm -hmm. enables and allows for what it, the work of god that he wants to accomplish so again I don't think we have to shy away from saying no like I this is the gift. This is a gift that God is in operation in my life. Like mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit uses this gift. Doesn't mean it's a hundred percent of the time, all the time, as the Holy Spirit allows, to the measure that He's decided. Amen. Amen.
0: I yeah, know that's so good, Lori. So, wow. Those are that these are powerful gifts. Like as we're going through faith, discernments of spirits and miracles. Woo! Yeah, these are incredible.
1: So as we leave today, we'll uh, we'll just pray for you. If you have any of these gifts or if you feel like maybe some of these gifts are stirring or if some sort of just connection or revelation has come as we've just been unpacking this today for you that you're like, okay, there's something here that I need to go deeper. We just want to pray for you. And so we just pray in the name of Jesus mm-hmm. that you know, in the area of faith, in the area of discernment and in the spiritual gift of miracles in all three of these spiritual gifts, these power gifts that are given and empowered by the Holy Spirit. We just pray a fresh release of these giftings into the body of Christ. Um, We pray for those with a gift of faith that maybe didn't even realize that was a spiritual supernatural gift, that just the, the releasing and awakening of this gift into every facet of what it is that God wants to establish through your life and through the empowerment, of that gift in your life. We pray that we pray for discernment and we pray just for real wisdom in the midst of discernment and that a real maturity and an anchoring into God's word would come into every single person's life with the gift of discernment, that there would be as equal of a passion for God's word and for understanding truth in operation, uh, Mm -hmm. with The gift of discernment that the Holy Spirit enables. And we pray, Father God, that the gift of discernment would increase in the body of Christ so that we can be aligned to truth and that the gift of discernment can help to bring unity and protect the body of Christ, not division. And so I just pray that you would establish Holy Spirit, the right people in the gift of discernment that we need for this season ahead. And for the gift of miracles, we do, we pray an awakening of this gift Mm -hmm. to a greater measure than even we see now. Mm -hmm. We want to see instantaneous Mm -hmm. miracles and we believe God that you are absolutely able to do it. And as you enable, and as you empower for people to operate in this gift, God, we pray that your, it would authenticate your message of love to the world, that it would bring people to their knees to come mm -hmm. to know you, to believe you for incredible, incredible things, and to trust you as Lord of their life. And so Father, we just pray into all these gifts. We pray a fresh release of all these gifts in the name of Jesus. And we pray for those who desire these gifts, but maybe these aren't their primary gifts, that each one of us would operate in these gifts out of discipline, but also that we would be content with the gifts that you have given us, Mm -hmm. and that we wouldn't be frustrated always wanting and desiring. The gifts that we have not been supernaturally empowered by the Holy Spirit, that we would have a contentment in what it is that you've given us and that we could see the larger purpose in why you've placed that in our lives. So we thank you for that. And we thank you for those beautiful restraints that you place, not to hold us back, but actually for our flourishing. Mm -hmm.
0: And we receive them in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. That was powerful. Today, as all of you are listening, may you know that you are crowned as daughters and children of the King. That's right. That's right. And
1: that God has complete confidence in you. So step out, step out in the power gifts Mm -hmm. and let God be glorified in your life. Love it. All right. Have a great day. Have a great day. Bye.
0: We hope you enjoyed the podcast today. It would mean the world to us if you would subscribe and leave a review. You can follow us on Instagram at Awakening Moments Podcast, and you will find Lori and I at Lori Eitzboucher and Rhonda.Corto. We'd love to connect with you.